And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their breasts also. Numbers 20.11 Dear Lord, when I'm weary on my journey to greatness, help me to stay mindful that I do not move outside of your command. When the weight and the pressure of those around me closes in, I will not be moved by the external pressures of others. But instead, I will be moved by my internal principles of obedience to you. I will not allow anger and frustration to cause me to step out of my alignment, to step out of alignment with my character. Protect me, Lord, from doing anything that would hinder me from stepping into my promised land. As I learn from Moses in Numbers 20, 21, I will intentionally set my life story before me as I lead and guide others. It will serve as a reminder that I'm my truest self and most effective when I live according to your plan. Thank you for giving me stories and examples so that I can ensure my life is a success. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Water flows from the rock. In our last story, we learned about Korah's plot to overthrow Moses. Korah openly challenged Moses in front of all the people, 
claiming he was a dictator and thief of glory. God's rage against Korah boiled, for Moses was his chosen leader over the people. Korah and all those who followed him were swallowed up by the earth and cast into the fiery depths of Sheol. In this story, we learn about the weariness of Moses and how his past struggles with anger resurface, as inspired by the Book of Numbers. Hello, I'm Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our last story, we learned of the rebellion by Korah against Moses and Aaron. We saw how God punished Korah and other leaders for their attempt to overthrow his servant. We also saw how the people turned on Moses, and God dealt swiftly with them. Moses again came to their defense, and because of him, the Lord spared many lives. But just as we've seen before, Moses was not perfect. He has dealt with anger before, and today his weariness with the people will trigger that anger to devastating personal consequences for Moses. We'll also hear how their journey of wandering in the desert is not an easy one. It is a far cry from the rest they could have enjoyed in the promised land, if only they had trusted God. Let's listen now to today's reading. The days were long and hot. The scorching sun set its gaze upon the Israelite camp, and all those under it grew weary and unpleasant. Water became scarce, and the people grew irritable. Once again, like children, the people rose against Moses and Aaron. To die in Egypt would have been a kinder death, they yelled. Why have you brought us out here into the wilderness to die? There is no water, no figs, no pomegranates, and no grain. The people scowled like hungry dogs. Moses and Aaron sought guidance from God once again. They too were weary and beaten from the sun. Even more, they were plagued with the constant complaining of the children of Israel. God said to them, Take your staff and speak gently to the rocks before the people. Make them watch as I provide them water. Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly of people together and walked towards the rocks. Their grumblings echoed in Moses' ear like a constant trip. They mocked him more, complaining the whole way. Their gripes were endless. Moses had a continued battle with his internal rage. He grew up as a part of two worlds, never truly accepted by either. His righteous anger once caused him to kill an Egyptian and flee to the wilderness. When he had finally found peace with his new family, God called him to free hundreds of thousands of people and lead them into the desert. There was no more room for patience in his heart. He was growing mad with the constant bombardment of grievances. The group was behind him, murmuring to one another. Finally, in madness, he turned around to the people and yelled, Hear me, you insolent children! You want water so bad? And immediately Moses struck the rock with his staff, beating it twice, and water came spilling out for everyone to drink. It was an unsatisfying outburst. The people ignored Moses' pain and went straight to the water to drink. They passed him, smiling and cheering. Not one of them said thank you, but the Lord took notice. You did not believe me, God said. I told you to speak gently to the rock, but you struck it violently. Your anger will keep you from seeing the promised land. And just like that, 
Moses was forbidden from living long enough to see his dreams realized. Israel continued to journey forward in search of fertile lands to settle close to Canaan. To travel forward, they needed to pass through the land Edom, descendants of Esau. So Moses sent messengers to their king, saying, You have heard of our hardship coming from Egypt. We have come out of the grips of slavery alive. Please allow us to pass through your land and drink your water. We will depart peacefully. The king, hearing the message from Moses, replied, If you take one step into my land, I will put a sword through you. They begged him, offering to pay for entry and pass on foot. The king spat onto the ground and pointed his spears at the messengers. You shall do no such thing. And he gathered his men and rode towards Israel with force. They galloped towards the outskirts of their city and made their claim of ownership over the land. They were great and mighty in numbers, so the people of Israel fled from them. The detour added weeks to their journey. The people of Israel dragged their feet through sand and stone towards Mount Hor, which overlooked the promised land. God spoke to Moses and Aaron, Gather Aaron's people, for this is where his journey ends. So they took Aaron to the peak of Mount Hor to overlook the land flowing with milk and honey. Moses took Eleazar, Aaron's son, with them. Eleazar carried his father up the mountain, for Aaron was old and on the brink of death. Moses stripped Aaron of his priestly clothes and put them on Eleazar. The three of them sat there for a while, watching the sun set over the land. Everything shimmered like gold under the descending sunlight. There, beside his brother and son, Aaron breathed his last breath. The people of Israel mourned his death for thirty days after. Today's story finds the Israelites stuck in the wilderness. The days were long and hot, the sun bearing down upon their necks. Water was scarce, and their thirst consumed their thoughts. So the people grew tired and weary, exhausted. And as we've seen so many times already, it's a recipe for complaints, and that's exactly what the Israelites did. Complain and complain some more. They went to Moses and whined, dusting off the tired argument that we should have never left Egypt. I can't even imagine Moses' frustration. Moses and Aaron go to God, knowing that he could bring water from even the most unlikely source. God tells Moses to take his staff and speak gently to the rock. God would bring water out of the rock for his people. Moses assembles the people. But I imagine there must have been grumblings in the crowd. More doubts and fears were being sown. These troublesome children exasperate Moses. I think most parents listening right now could say, I've been there. There are days when frustration just bubbles over and sin rears its ugly head. That's what happens with Moses. God called him to speak gently. But on this day, gentleness, which is in the New Testament a fruit of the Spirit, is far from Moses' mind. He speaks harshly to the people, calling them rebels, and he strikes the rock in anger. Water flows freely as God said it would. The people drink to their fill, but Moses has committed a grave sin in the sight of God. He directly disobeyed God's instruction, striking the stone rather than speaking to it. And worse than that, he seeks out his own personal glory for the miracle that takes place. 
Moses knew that he had no power of his own. This was all the work of God. But he points to himself and to Aaron, taking the focus off the God who provides and placing it upon himself. It can be tempting to want to take credit for what God has done, but we always need to remember where our blessings come from, not from our own hands or our own works, but all blessings, every blessing flows from God who provides. For this sin of pride and rebellion, God tells Moses that he and Aaron will not enter the promised land. Moses will continue to lead the people, but he will never set foot in the land he's dreamed of and desired for so long. In this reading, we've also heard how the Israelites continued to move, searching for fertile lands. And when they try to pass through Edom to make their journey easier and shorter, the king there denies them entry and the Israelites fled in fear. This hardship could certainly have been avoided if they had only believed God and obeyed him and followed him in the path to the promised land. As we close the story, Aaron reaches the end of his life. He hadn't been a perfect servant, but he did serve Moses and God faithfully for many years. Aaron finally breathed his last, and though he never entered Canaan, he entered into eternal rest. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this story that reminds us that you alone are the giver of every good and perfect gift that comes from above. Help us in our anger and our fears and frustration to rather exhibit gentleness and kindness by the work of your Spirit in us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make Bible reading and prayer the priority of your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love, because by sharing this podcast, you can make a difference, a big difference, an eternal difference in someone else's life. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.